Hello, and welcome to the Aquarian Spirals podcast. Musings on astrology, cosmology, practical woo, non-monogamy, and just general witchiness. Your guide to love-soaked revolution and paradigm shift. Hello, and welcome to episode number three for Friday, September 20th, 2019. I'm your host, Amanda Moreno, astrologer, soul worker, paradigm buster, and currently kind of confused and stuck feeling, which I guess kind of just goes with that Jupiter-Neptune square taking place at the same time as Saturn has stationed. That makes sense. We'll talk more about that later. So thanks for tuning in again, friends. My plan has been to do this podcast every other week, but I ended up skipping a week in order to get myself out of sync with the new and full moon cycle, uh, because I already do a bunch of audio work then. So perhaps this will someday even be a weekly show, but for now, we build. So today's episode will cover some current astrology, Saturn station and that Jupiter-Neptune square, and then a listener question from M, who's asking about relationship stuff and her chart. But first, a little side note. This episode will be airing the day of the global climate strike, all the kickoff events at least. I'm going to read the blurb from the Facebook event for the Seattle location, so that if you're able to join, you can now or later. It's a week-long series of events because the climate crisis is, in my humble opinion, the greatest of the many emergencies we're facing. Youth around the world have been striking for the right to a healthy future, and they're calling on all of us to join them. That's why on September 20th, we'll be walking out of schools, workplaces, and homes to join millions of people around the world demanding climate justice and an end to the age of fossil fuels. The global climate strike is shaping up to be the largest climate mobilization in history. It kicks off a week of global action that will use art, music, stories, and nonviolent direct action to disrupt business as usual and create the climate justice future we need. Join us for a peaceful and powerful youth-centered mobilization. We are a broad coalition of youth leaders and adult allies all across the Seattle area, and we're demanding climate action at a scale at scale with the crisis. No new fossil fuel projects, just and equitable climate solutions to transition to 100% renewable energy and holding those most responsible for the climate crisis accountable. So Seattleites, the kickoff event's happening September 20th at 9 a.m. in Cal Anderson Park. And for anybody else who's listening elsewhere, you can Google Global Climate Strike to find activities near you. Okay, so let's talk about some of the current astrology, or at least or at least some of it, because um, I always like a good opportunity to talk about Saturn. Um, so just a note for how to listen if you're not an astrology person or if you're just learning astrology. Try not to get lost in the jargon and instead just kind of listen for the concepts and psychology and and more tangible things I talk about um, that that make sense to you, right? You don't have to know what Saturn is or what Saturn means to understand a conversation about the importance of reconditioning, right? So like reconditioning from societal expectations that are harmful to us, you know, like these are real world world concepts and astrology just kind of gives us a way to language them, but I will always try to distill that language down into an interpretation that's accessible to more people. So 
Well, Saturn stationed direct uh, this week on the 17th after beginning its retrograde cycle for the year on April 29th and 21 degrees of Capricorn. So between 21 degrees and 13 degrees is where Saturn's been traveling for the past several months and will now revisit those degrees. And Saturn retrogrades aren't a huge deal in um, that they're happening for almost half the year every year, just like all of the outer planets, which spend a long period of time retrograde. However, those stations can sometimes be felt, right, in waking life or in dream. I notice for myself, I tend to notice uh, Saturn stations more in terms of my energy, and then Pluto and Neptune stations more in terms of my dream world. And Uranus stations, I haven't I haven't found a pattern for those. But, you know, like I said, it's never a bad time to talk about Saturnian principles at work in our lives and our world, especially in an era where coming to terms with the shadowy parts of the archetype, so guilt, punishment, fear, to name a few, is a vital action for the sustainability of human life on this planet. And kicking it up just a notch, you know, this the station takes place alongside the south node of the moon. So there's um, an indication that there's an opportunity for releasing, releasing old patterns, releasing karma, um, releasing fears. So one way to work with this energy is to just kind of do some journaling or reflecting. What have you learned in the past five months since the end of April? And that's in general, but it could have to do specifically with your work, your career, your vocation, um, your feelings of responsibility or guilt or self-parenting or real-world parenting. Um, What conditions or conditionings or structures or guilts are you ready to let go of? So keep in mind that that letting go in this case might require some hard work. There's the Saturn tone to it. And I'm saying release because the south node sometimes can be seen as a purging point or releasing point. And oftentimes what it'll do is kind of like lead us into a repeat relive scenario where it's like, oh, I have been here before. Um, what lessons have I learned? What lessons haven't I learned? How can I do things differently this time? And Saturn can be kind of a difficult energy to work with. And I've made peace with Saturn over the years. I'll kind of like talk shit about Saturn sometimes, but I have made peace with Saturn. Friends, not so much, Uh, but peace. It's a constructive energy I can appreciate and respect. I have deep reverence for my lessons of accountability and maturation, Um, not just during the Saturnian periods of my life, you know, but always. And I'm aware that Saturn is the part of myself and the world that responds well to to commitment and to doing the step-by-step processes needed to achieve a goal. And in astrology, we work with three earth signs, so Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, all of which have stabilizing properties, but the same is not the case with the planetary bodies. You know, although we could make the argument that being who you are, a la the sun, or loving and valuing yourself as a fundamental principle, a la the inner side of Venus, uh, can be stabilizing, Saturn is the only planetary force that's geared towards material world stability. And we very much live in 
an overly Saturnian world in, in so many ways. The last person I studied magic with actually dissuaded her students from doing planetary magic involving Saturn because that presence is kind of all-encompassing. We're very much, um, if I invoke the image of the devil from the tarot, we are chained to the material realm, right? And we're bound by its influence in so many ways. And and I'm not judging that as a good or bad thing, although it very much can be a bad thing when we lose sight of the fact that the material realm is not all that exists. There are so many other things. And so those chains start to develop when, when we lose sight of the spiritual or the mental or the emotional or the, you know, the the primitive within all of us, the animal instincts that we have that are not bad, right? But when we lose sight of that, that's when the devil takes on that kind of like, um, you know, biblical evil sense. And that biblical evil is, you know, part of how we're further conditioned because as I've said before, and as I'll probably say again, regardless of whether or not you're a Christian, we live in a Christian society and biblical evil is also um, a thought form that has taught us that evil lies in the sins of the flesh, right? That our meat suits are evil, that we are inherently sinful and therefore guilty because we exist in the flesh. Um, And I would say that true evil is something that has more to do with, with forgetting, forgetting who we are, forgetting natural law, which would tell us that, you know, we exist to be aware of our inherent connection to all things. We we should exist in a way that supports giving, sharing, and receiving rather than objectification and mechanizing and forgetting about the sum of our inherent parts, which is that we are connected to earth and sky and trees. That is, you know, that forgetting is more what I would define as, as true, quote-unquote, evil. So... Saturn, or the Devil Tarot card, which is actually, uh, it corresponds with Capricorn, um, also teaches us that, you know, we are in the material realm for a reason, right? Uh, We are meant to play here in the material realm and, and learn how to use these tools, but we're not meant to make it all reality. And if you're interested in some of the mythologies that explore that Saturn as a more um, malevolent kind of energy, the Gnostic creation myths and the Gnostic myth of the Demiurges uh, really do a good job of giving a storyline to the idea um, of, of Saturn as a kind of lord of karma or, or more perhaps malevolent influence. I feel weird about casting Saturn in that way, actually, Uh, but I'm not going to delete it. And I guess the point here is that reducing all of existence to the material is an illusion in and of itself. Saturn is a particularly poignant energy to relate to now because it corresponds with the sign of Capricorn. And we have so much going on in Capricorn right now, which is a lead up to a major conjunction of Saturn and Pluto on January 12th of 2020. Um, and in, you know, real world terms, that just means we're going through a collective reckoning, right? Like, how, what are our power structures and how have we been using them? And how do we need to just kind of like accept where we are and then and then make, make concrete changes to move forward into something that's more sustainable? 
And taking it a step further, regenerative and life-enhancing rather than just sustaining. And it's important to pay attention to the ways core Saturnian themes are playing out in your life. Limitations, boundaries, responsibilities, maturation, conditioning, achievement. But some of those words and concepts are so distorted. Responsibility, like how many people listening take too much responsibility for things that aren't really yours. You know, Saturn is the force of guilt and guilt is the psychological force that literally enslaves so many of us. It, it is a block. It creates a block in all of the in the energy systems, in your emotional systems, your mental systems. Um, and it's a, a function that has been so distorted and used as a power play by the powers that be for so long in all of our structures and all of our systems because Saturn is the force of conditioning in the world alongside its zodiacal counterpoint, Capricorn. So it's our social structures and it's our, you know, kind of mores and expectations. And it's the way that we're kind of taught, like, do this, do everything this specific way or else you will be ridiculed, shamed, burned at the stake. All right, so Saturn principles often also operate through punishment and fear of punishment and fear of suffering and bodily harm. But you know, in its in its positive, productive manifestation, Saturn is the part of us that that is learning about order and structure and practical routines and that's all for the purpose of like being who we are meant to be in the world and and getting the job done and right responsibility and right work and right speech and action and all of those things put together so you know we have this saturn station going on alongside the third of three jupiter neptune squares and it's a really interesting combination because you know, when Saturn stations, at least in my experience, there can be a kind of like lull or exhaustion or like a stuckness. And I actually saw someone comment on a Twitter post the other day that, you know, when Saturn stations, it's it's standing still, at least according to our view from Earth, it's not moving in the sky. And so, you know, it makes sense that we do too. Like, it's been so difficult for me to get things done in the past couple of days I just feel stuck. Like I have all these ideas of what I want to do, but I'm, I'm stuck. I'm a little bit like exhausted. That can also have to do with the season change here in Seattle. Um, but that's happening, happening along alongside this other square, which is very much about vision and dream and fantasy and, and these like ethereal realms that are so different from Saturn. And so the other day I was, I kind of had a good example of the meshing of these two energies come, come up in my life. And I've been trying to stay on a pretty strict routine. Um, and I'm not a routine person. Alas, you know, I am in a Saturn phase. And so I'm trying to like, <laughs> abide by that. And I've also noticed that when I have a pretty strict routine, I feel better. So I was getting ready for my routine morning walk, like a very, very early morning walk that I do just start my day. And I, as I was getting ready to go out, I felt, you know, an article 
start to kind of gather like a storm in my awareness, something that, you know, I, I was going to write for the week. And it was a very fast moving storm. And so I, I got confused. How could I tweak the routine? Like, am I supposed to continue with my routine walk? Or should I make some adjustments knowing that adjustments tend to kind of like throw me off for the day? Um, but I'm still trying to do this Saturn thing. And so then I'm aware that I also have this tendency to rationalize deviations from my routine into being okay uh, to the extent that I often just fuck up the routine. Ah, but oh, the flow, man. I mean, <laughs> I am more of a Piscean type than not. And there's nothing, there are a few things as satisfying to me as writing when I can feel that storm brewing and moving through me. And I just sit down and it all kind of like rolls out of me. That's a very Neptunian, uh, very channeling. So I'm trying to pay homage to the routine, right? At the same time as I'm trying to pay attention to the flow, um, this whole article at that point just kind of like thundered through me as I was in this moment of inertia trying to figure out what to do. So I kind of missed it. Um, and I just had to laugh because that to me felt like this kind of like Saturn structure standing still, no forward movement with like the flow of this, this Neptunian Jupiter process that we've been in for some time now. Um, and the Jupiter, it's Jupiter and Sagittarius squaring Neptune and Pisces. And I haven't, I have been relating to them more as a synergistic um, thing rather than a square. Squares usually have some kind of dynamic tension and, and that's there a little bit, but I felt like it's more informing each other. Those squares have been asking, you know, since they started in January and then June, and then now the next one is exact on September 21st. They've been asking, you know, what is the dream? Like, what is the vision, not just for our individual lives, but our lives in the collective? You know, what is just fantasy? And are there parts of the fantasy that can come into reality? And are there parts of the fantasy that are just, you know, delusions and us trying to escape from reality? And so where these two forces come together, this kind of like Jupiter-Neptune constellation with this Saturn station and what's going on with Saturn in general as it takes its tour through Capricorn is... What gives those visions and dreams gravity and weight in the material world, right? Like, what are the concrete steps that we take to make these things a reality, especially as we're being asked to kind of, you know, imagine, sculpt, and create a totally new world? And so one of the things I've also been noticing during the Saturn station is that my inner I would say my like old miserly self or my crotchety self has been really amped up like the kids these days are doing it wrong and everybody's doing it wrong and oh god humans right like this kind of like negative cast um I went to a a barbecue and <laughs> I was just commenting on some friends that I'm just in a cranky mood and it's been a long time since I've been there so I'm just like whatever like sometimes we're cranky but everybody else was saying yeah me too and that's got that Saturn energy too, right? Like I'm just old. I don't want to deal with stuff anymore. Um, but it also reminded me that it's important when we're talking about Saturn, especially Saturn transits, to remember where Saturn is in your natal chart. So 
Saturn in the chart can be seen as um, the, the, the boundaries or the filters of consciousness, right? So we have seven planets in traditional astrology, Sun, Moon, Mercury, uh, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and those represent the personal functions, whereas the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, are the collective functions, or the transpersonal functions, they're more subtle. But the personal functions are like more tangible and concrete, like Mars is desire and drive, and Venus is aesthetics and values and beauty and relationship. Um, but Saturn kind of holds all of those. It's the structure of your consciousness. So whatever sign you have Saturn in is kind of like a filter for all of those planets, all of those archetypes. And for me, I have Saturn in Virgo. And so, you know, it can be kind of critical, right? I think, you know, Saturn itself has that quality, but Saturn in Virgo is like a critical, it can be self-critical, it can be critical of others. Um, it's trying to be discerning, but sometimes that just gets, you know, manipulated. So as you're reflecting over Saturn's retrograde for the past five months or so, you know, it's just pay attention to those core Saturnian themes, the limitations, boundaries, responsibilities, and all of that. Um, but what's been going on in your life since Saturn stationed retrograde in April in terms of those themes? And how can you now in the coming days kind of marry that with your vision and your beliefs and those, you know, juicy Jupiter and Neptune themes, um, your sense of compassion, uh, perhaps clearing up a little bit where you've been delusional or trying to escape and then take some concrete steps forward for there because this coming stretch of Saturn moving direct as it is, is going to lead us to that conjunction of Saturn and Pluto in January of 2020. And although I don't expect like the thing to happen on that date, January 12th, we are in this era of this conjunction. And again, you can see pieces moving in the world that look that don't look so great, right? Be it with like governments and fascists and the ecosystem and stuff. Um, we're having a call to accountability for all of us, right? Like what is my individual responsibility? What is the collective responsibility? And how can I use my dreams and visions for a better life and a better world to kind of like fuel and be the medicine to help me to take concrete steps to achieve my goals? And you know, if you are interested in further work or, you know, just a recorded um, a workshop per se about Saturn, specifically Saturn and Capricorn. I do have one available specifically for my patrons. It's a recording of a two-hour workshop that I did about Saturn and Capricorn back when it first ingressed into Capricorn in the beginning of 2018. Um, you can access that or on the flip side, if you're more of the Jupiter-Neptune squared type, two years worth of guided visualizations, including a particularly powerful one that I posted for the full moon last weekend uh, on my Patreon site, patreon.com slash Aquarian Spirals. You can just sign up. Uh, $10 will get you access to all of the guided visualizations and webinars, but I believe that the Saturn workshop is available to everyone. Just let me know if you need help accessing those things. 
Thank you so much for listening. As I get this podcast going, it means a lot to know that there are people listening. If you are willing and able, it's helpful for me if you can rate the podcast on whatever format you're listening to it. Um, If you want to take it an extra step, go ahead and leave a comment, tell your friends, spread the word. As always, I am open to your suggestions about things to talk about, and we will get to that question from M on the next show because I have had quite a ride with some technological glitches with this show. You might have heard some cutoffs. I apologize for that. Um... But questions, comments, you can reach me at amanda at aquarianspirals.com or book a session online or in person at www.aquarianspirals.com. That's all for now. I will see you in a couple weeks. (laughs) 